Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Lexclusive, the podcast produced by Paper Street Web Design and Marketing. As always, I'm your host, Nancy, our Client Relations Manager. And today I'm joined by Andrew, our Vice President and Web Director, and Mike, our Senior Web Developer, as we talk about website plugins. Think of today's show as Website Plugin 101. We'll talk about why you need these plugins, how do you choose a plugin, what are the ramifications of using a plugin, and at the end, summarize which ones we think are the best. We actually recommend that everyone use WordPress as their platform for their websites. So most of these plugins that we're going to talk about are WordPress friendly, but our development team experts will chime in on some other options and things like that if you're not using WordPress. But again, at Paper Street, we choose to use WordPress for a million different reasons. And those these that we're going to talk about are mostly connected to WordPress plugins. Great talking with you, Andrew and Mike. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Nancy, for having us again. Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Always happy to talk plugins. Um, something <laughs> Mike and I discuss daily with clients. We work pretty much exclusively now with WordPress. Uh, WordPress is what our clients prefer to use since it's open source. It is by far the most popular content management system out there available. And um, it's really evolved into a very powerful system. WordPress started out as a platform specifically for blog posts, and it has since evolved into a full-blown content management system. And since WordPress is the most popular platform, the plugin library is also by far the strongest. With plugins, there's, of course, pros and cons, which we will be going over today. But overall, using WordPress and WordPress plugins is industry standard at this point, and it makes most sense for our clients. We've used many platforms. We've built our own platforms. Um, we've built any type of content management system you can imagine. But what we always come back to is WordPress because it keeps getting better and better, and there is so much support for it. Yeah, and just a quick chime in there. Uh, prior to my role as client relations manager, I was on the content side of things for Paper Street. And WordPress always made life easier when it came to time to add content, move content, you know, adjust little things on the sites and things like that. So even with no development background, I was able to teach myself what I needed to with WordPress very quickly. So it is user friendly, which I know is important for all of our listeners as well. All right, well, let's dive right in and just talk about the most obvious question. What are some of the most recent common reasons why we need plugins for your website? Yeah, so when you think of WordPress, think of it as your operating system. Uh, it might even be easiest to think of it like on your phone if you have iOS or Android. The base of the website or the base of the software is that operating system. It's WordPress in this case. Anything you add onto your WordPress are plugins, and you can think of those as apps. Just like on your phone, there may be many different apps for many different purposes, and WordPress has over 40,000 of those plugins or applications that you can add onto your content management system. So that really is you know, a huge part of why you would go with WordPress is because while you're using these plugins, you can find just about any plugin to fit your needs without having to contact us to completely custom code something for you. So it's not going to be always a perfect solution, but at least it's a typically a usable, easier solution to get some quick functionality if you need it. 
So that's really why it's great is because you don't have to have a developer custom code every module or every add-on or every piece of software for your website. You just need to make sure you have a really good base bones and then you can use plugins to make your website better. So the way that the plugins work is they are basically an additional piece of software that you're installing onto your WordPress website, like your operating system. And it will allow you to add additional functionality, additional usability to your website. And the best way to install a plugin is right in WordPress itself. So what you'll do is when you're logged into your WordPress admin, you're going to see a plugin section on the left-hand side. And in there, you're going to be able to search through all the live plugins right there. And you're going to be able to install it as simply as clicking add and install to your website. You're going to need to likely configure the plugin a little bit, but in most cases for basic plugins and basic functionality, you should be able to figure out a lot of that yourself. Can users feel comfortable adding the plugin themselves, Andrew, or does it end up being potential headaches? Is it relatively safe to do it on their own? So it is relatively safe. Um, There is, of course, caveats to that. There can be plugins, like let's say, for example, you were using a permalink plugin and you went and changed all of the permalink structure. Um, So basically all of your website URLs, you wanted to change the structure of them. In this case, something like a permalink manager, just as an example, uh, you have to be really careful because the plugins are very powerful and they will update everything in your database. So you, for some of them, you really do need to know what you're doing um, to make sure everything doesn't break. But in most cases, you know, you can feel free to kind of dig around and um, work on some of that yourself. So Andrew just talked about a case where the addition of a plugin, if used poorly, could be very disastrous for your website. And that's entirely true. Um, Some plugins are, like Andrew said, like very powerful tools that can be used in uh, in ways that can, you know, bring (laughs) very big uh, consequences to your website. Others are just like more enhancements. And we're going to talk later about different types of plugins you might be interested in using. But I would say for the vast majority of plugins, you can install them without fear of any any catastrophe on your site. The question really is, um, what does it take to set them up? So there are a lot of plugins out there, some we're going to talk about, where you do need some level of expertise or familiarity to put it to use. You know, uh, some have a setup process you have to go through and it can get a little bit technical. Others, like if you need to install forms, for instance, you need to be able to set up a form. So uh, it's a question of, uh, of of what does it take to use it and also how much danger is there. I would say uh, very low on the danger side of things. However, uh, some technical expertise for some plugins is necessary. That's all great points, Mike. I would note too that you need to make sure with WordPress that you have a really good host. So let's say for our, on our hosting platform, for example, we do backups, uh, full backups of the website with one-click restore every 24 hours. So if you were to make a mistake while working with a rather powerful plugin, you can easily roll it back. You know, if you're on maybe not quite as robust of a hosting platform that doesn't have that functionality, you probably want to be a little more careful when testing different plugins and different functionality. But really on Paper Street's hosting platform and any other enterprise high-level 
WordPress hosting platform, there is typically one-click restore. So that gives you a bit more ease of mind when working with them as well. Yeah, that's actually a really strong point too, that you know, before a person actually feels comfortable adding and taking these plugins away, they should make sure they fully understand their hosting criteria because if they're going to be charged exorbitantly because they added a bad plugin or things crashed and burned, they should know that up front. You know, it's just on a client relations level, I feel like I, you know, offer that caveat, you know, with Paper Street, like I said, we know what that comes with that and we make our hosting agreements very clear. But a lot of times, you know, I'll talk to these clients where they have selected a cheaper host because that seemed like the better option for their budget. But then when something went wrong because you wanted a plug into for social sharing or something that seemed to be common sense and things went wrong, that their fixed time or their cost for the adjustments doesn't end up justifying the price of their hosting. So it's just like I said, it's just something that you have to take with, you know, into consideration. It's not everything in the be all end all when you're working with your plugins, but you should before you say, hey, I'm going to manipulate my website. Some. You should just make sure you understand what your host is providing. Let's segue into the probably one of the most important elements is what is a bad plugin? Because again, I think we we have this mindset, you know, oh, well, let's add plugins to make our site better. But, you know, there are times when that just doesn't happen with a plugin. So if that's the case, what do you do? What, how do you know if you have a bad plugin? What do you what happens? What should you look for? And I think, Andrew and Mike, you can both answer this very well. Yeah. Um, when we when it comes to selecting plugins, uh, while I, I did say, say that there's not a lot of danger, per se, in installing a plugin. And that's true if you're installing one of the more you know large, popular, well-updated plugins. But because you're adding a piece of software to your site that is capable of like literally doing anything, including crashing your website, they should be shopped and researched um, properly. And so the best place to do that is the uh, WordPress official plugin repository, which you can get to at wordpress.org slash plugins. This is uh, definitely the place to be looking for your plugins because it's the official source. And they also provide a fantastic uh, level of data here to help you decide on what the best plugin for your purposes is. And that includes very important information like the number of installations that a given plugin has, which gives you an idea of its popularity and usage. Um, there's a reviews, uh, a rating system, it's five stars. You can get an idea of how users are enjoying the plugin. Typically, you know, anything four and above is what you're looking for, just like on a Google review. The latest WordPress version that the plugin was tested in is very important. And generally what you're looking for here are signs that this plugin was recently updated and it's built for the latest versions of WordPress. So you know, we're not talking word version 3.0, we're talking, you know, versions four or five and, and later with newer PHP as well. So we're looking for lots of installations, which is going to be typically in the tens of thousands. We're looking for high reviews, four or five stars, preferably and signs of uh, recent updates to the plugin. That'll give you some confidence that you're selecting the right one. I'm not going to get into the, the downsides of plugins just yet, but I think when it comes to shopping plugins, these are just really essential things to look for. I would just also like to add that we want to be careful not to go kind of plugin crazy. So the more plugins you add to your website, you're basically you know, taking up more storage, you're taking up more bandwidth, and if you add 30, 40 plugins to your website, that's a, you're not going to have a well-performing website. So you have to be really careful in that respect to uh, be mindful not to add too many plugins and to also make sure 
that you remove plugins you're not using, like let's say you tried one, you just want to really make sure that you watch your list of active plugins. On top of that, you need to make sure your plugins are always up to date. So in, if you've heard from other people in the industry, they may say WordPress is not secure. Now that's not true whatsoever. WordPress is very secure, but you need to maintain your WordPress platform. So the main way that a WordPress goes bad is by not maintaining your platform. And by that, I mean, you need to make sure that your plugins are always up to date to the latest versions. A lot of times plugin developers will find security issues and in a new version, they will patch those security issues. And most of the time they patch them immediately. If it's a well-supported plugin, like Mike was going over, as soon as they find out about an issue for a popular plugin, it's patched almost immediately. So having your plugins updated on a weekly basis really is the best because you want to make sure that your plugins are up to date and secure since that is one of the main caveats of WordPress, but it can be easily avoidable. Andrew is talking about uh, the number of plugins and that's, it's really relevant because every plugin is adding, as we said, software to your website that takes uh, storage space, that takes time to execute perhaps on every load of your website, which means there's a performance cost to it. Um, and it's also, you know, more that has to run on your server to keep it updated and such. So being very mindful of the number of plugins you're using, selecting them wisely, and just being aware that you are introducing perhaps performance and security the downsides with every piece of software you add to your website. So we've talked a lot about how WordPress plugins are, are very powerful and numerous and give you lots of, of, of options, but you, you know there has to be um, selection involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so Paper Street takes over hosting for a lot of law firms because we're known for our WordPress hosting and running clean WordPress systems. And we've taken over websites with 40, 50 plugins installed, and it's just simply too much. And those websites will constantly have issues. So we just want to preface that there is definitely best practices with plugins before we just say, you know, go plug in crazy and install anything you can think of, you know, for your website while you're working on it. No, you want to be kind of, you know, very cognizant of the amount that you're installing. Is this really necessary? If it works, great, keep it. If it doesn't work, then you can remove it. So, I, I mean, you want to really keep it below 10, 15 plugins at most. And even on a client relations level too, I've, I've had many a client come here and tell us that their website's not working and we go through and it's because they have out of date plugins, bad plugins, things like that. You know, and again, here again, it's important for people to realize that you yourself may want to, you know, simplify your life before you contact a support team or something like that to say, oh, wait, maybe I don't need this plugin or maybe this is the problem. Because if you can identify the problem or troubleshoot it yourself even a little bit to say, this is what I think is causing the problem. That's always important. And also, you know, you, you also have to do your homework. You know, you can't install a plugin and then forget about it completely because, you know, it could be that over the years, a plugin needed to be updated, or it could be that perhaps, you know, there's a better version of the plugin out there. So even though you may have done your due diligence in picking a plugin at the time, 
you should still go back and check to make sure that people still think, yes, this is a good plugin. Yeah. To, to drive home the, the the final point here, I would say plugins are, are very much a double-edged sword. Um, it, they, at one, one side of the, uh, of the fact here, they are basically one of the best reasons to use WordPress because it's a super rich ecosystem with tons of power. And on the other side of the coin, I would say it's one of the main reasons, kind of like Andrew hinted at, why WordPress gets a bad reputation at times is people are using plugins too much. They're using them um, to, to, do, to achieve too much functionality that can be achieved with, uh, with good development practices. And when plugins are overused, they really become a detriment. So let's just, you know, as we go forward, let's, let's celebrate, you know, the power and the versatility of plugins, but be very aware that they can be misused. Great segue, Mike. Now let's talk about, okay, we, we've done our homework. We know what to do. Let's talk about how you go about choosing the right plugins for your site. What should, what should website owners take into consideration? What should they look at in reviews? What about paid versus free? Do you recommend directories? Help us understand. I would start with a Google search. Uh, there are like tons of resources out there. If you were to say uh, top five marketing plugins in a, in a Google search or any variation of that, top five performance plugins, you know, there's a ton of resources out there. And we're not going to be reinventing the wheel when we tell you like our favorite plugins at the end of this podcast. But when you find these lists, it gives you a very fantastic starting point to do your own research. And, and like I hinted at before, uh, the place to go after that is to search the plugin on the official plugin repository, uh, wordpress.org. At that point, you can look at the downloads, the reviews uh, directly at the source. Again, you're looking for high ratings, four or five stars or above. I would say tens of thousands of active installations would be like the most popular plugins. That's a great sign and signs of frequent updates. So if they were updated in the last month, that's that's what you're looking for as well. Absolutely. And Nancy, you were asking what's better for paid or free plugins. A lot of plugins will offer free versions so that you can try them out. So for example, one of the plugins we're going to actually multiple of the plugins that we're going to be going over uh, shortly all have free versions of them. And then you typically pay to unlock that next tier of them, which is great because you can try it first and see, is this something that's worth investing in? And typically plugins are not too expensive. Uh, the paid ones really like $60 a year max is the highest they go. And they can add there, they can absolutely add their weight and gold for what you can get out of them. Mm -hmm. So using the free version first, I think is a great way to test if you like the plugin. And if it's a good plugin, they're likely going to have, you know, a free version with premium upgrades. And you can kind of look over those upgrades and weigh the pros and cons. Uh, it really varies really client to client, person to person, user to user. If the free version suffices, that's great. If you see some functionality that you really need, on the premium version, then you can always go to the premium version. Yeah. And the fact that some of these plugins are, are just like, you know, 60 bucks a year or some are just one-time purchases, especially from a source like a Code Canyon or, or similar. I mean, that if you could, if you put that in development terms, uh, you know, an hourly rate for a developer uh, compared to the functionality you can get just from installing a plugin, it's really, really great in terms of cost effectiveness. And so we shouldn't uh, downplay that either. It's the plugins can be, like we said, they can be, uh, they can have a downside to them, but they can also be just massively impactful for your website with a simple bit of Google searching 
and and downloading a zip file and, and uploading that to your site it's it's pretty incredible and like you were saying mike with downloading the zip file and uploading it you want to make sure that you get that from if you are buying a premium plugin that's not in the wordpress uh directory you want to make sure that you're getting it from a very trusted source and for that we recommend a website called code canyon Code Canyon has been around for years. I've been personally using it for 10 plus years. They offer plugins, not even just for WordPress, but basically code and functionality that is premium. And it allows you to pay the developers directly through Code Canyon. But it, but they also ensure that it's quality code, that you're not going to be downloading anything nefarious, that it is legitimate. And it works a lot like the WordPress plugin repository as well, where it has, you know, the amount of uh, downloads, people leave reviews, uh, you can grade it on on star level, just like, you know, Google reviews. So Code Canyon is a really good place. If you need something that you're not finding in the WordPress repository, and you think you need something more advanced, like a calendaring system, uh, maybe functionality for a membership portal, you know, more advanced functionality and that's more particular, Code Canyon's a great source. Andrew, you, you know, you mentioned something about how if somebody's looking for a plugin, but I think sometimes people don't even realize that they need a plugin or that there's a plugin out there. What are some of the categories that website owners can look for in terms of these plugins? Like, what are they good for? What, what are some of the ones that we see you need or you should have a plugin for? Plugins can do so many different things for you, but at a high level, we like to have plugins for our marketing and SEO efforts. That's one of our categories. Uh, web performance, just ways to enhance your site speed. Um, security is another really great way to use plugins. Contact forms, enabling your clients to actually get in touch with you in a way that doesn't require custom coding. That's fantastic. And also data organization which is actually the first plugin I want to talk about um, in terms of making your content management system uh, much more friendly to organize uh, your content. So shall we get into our top five uh, plugins now, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. All right, fantastic. So as as it comes to data organization, our go-to plugin is Advanced Custom Fields. This is a, uh, it's an absolutely integral part of the websites we build at Paper Street. And uh, what it lets you do is enhance your post types inside of WordPress, uh, that being, say, uh, an attorney bios post type, which would let you then create custom fields or simple, you can think of them as just data boxes specific to that type of post. So think of the common data you might want to associate with an attorney's bio, right? That could be their uh, email address, uh, their phone number, their fax number, perhaps a link to their V card, which could be like a URL. Um, and then you might also do more advanced functionality, like link that bio to other content on your word, in your WordPress backend, which could be like the practice areas that they are specialized in, right? So you could actually connect uh, the attorney bios to the practice areas post type, but, which is something we do very frequently on our websites. And this is all done through advanced custom fields. Um, this is this plugin is, as I said, it's just core to, to a lot of what we do inside of WordPress. And for data organization, it is a it is a go-to. Absolutely. Advanced custom fields is an absolute necessity at this point when building custom WordPress websites. And it is a great tool that we leverage. For our next one, we will be going over 
we'll talk about Yoast. So Yoast is a very easy to use plugin that we recommend installing on every single website. Even if you are not super concerned with your SEO, you need Yoast. If you are super concerned with your SEO, you especially need Yoast. So Yoast allows you to easily manipulate all of the metadata on a page. Uh, so let's say you were on a particular page within your WordPress, you can edit the title tag, the meta description. You can change what image is pulled when you share it on social media and you can choose what social media platforms. Um, this is an example of a site of a plugin that has a free version and a premium version. But the good news is, is that the free version achieves 90, 95% of what you're really going to need. Uh, Yoast is great because it also generates XML sitemaps on the fly that are one of the things that Google scans to index your website. It really just helps with organizing all of your data really for marketing in WordPress. And it's a great all-in-one platform. Yeah, I'll jump in and, and chime in about being a huge fan of Yoast because I used it on the SEO side of things a lot for Paper Street. And Yoast is one that, again, if you are any interest in SEO, as you said, Andrew, definitely you need Yoast because it will actually give you like an SEO score. It will help you track your keywords used. It'll help you track if you have enough internal links, things like that. You can't use it as the only source of analytics when you're you're looking at your site and analyzing it because not everything is 100% accurate. However, it 100% will put you on the right path of do you use keywords? Do you have enough keywords? Did you select a keyword? Do you have internal links? Um, I actually, you know, in terms of the free and the paid versions, it's interesting because I've worked with uh, both versions. And I would say that if you're just a novice web owner or you're doing the marketing yourself, you actually don't really need the premium because premium could be too much information that you don't necessarily know on an SEO level. For example, it may talk about like, you know, other internal link options and things like that, which you have to have a bit of a discerning eye to. So if you're just kind of an SEO rookie, free is the way to go, because like I said, you don't want to go in over your head and try to fix problems that may not be there. Regardless, if you know enough to use premium or if you don't and you're using free, you'll be thankful that you have it installed on your site. Absolutely. Yoast is key for running successful marketing campaigns on your WordPress website. For our next category, we're going to go over site security. And the best plugin we found for site security is called WordFriends. So we've gone over kind of some of the issues with plugins or WordPress in general, but WordFence really helps make sure that you're covered in all of these aspects. So WordFence is a very powerful tool. Think of it like your firewall or your antivirus on your computer. That's essentially what WordFence is. And the way that WordFence works is it allows you to highly customize all of your security settings for WordPress. Let's say you wanted to lock down your WordPress so that anytime someone logs in, you get emailed. You can do that. Let's say you wanted to lock it down so only your IP address allows you to log in and nobody else can. allows you to do that. You can change the WordPress login URL itself. You can do pretty much everything you need to do. And then on a firewall level, you can see everyone who has tried to access your website, where they're from, and so forth. 
You can get notified whenever there's updates made to your backend. It's a very powerful tool. You can lock down so that only certain countries can view your website or access it. It's really an all-in-one security system. Think of it as like a malware bytes, or if you're using, let's say, Norton or something uh, for your WordPress system. So it really helps with the addition of, of course, updating your plugins. It really helps make sure that you're running a secure backend with best practices in place. And that also has a free version and a premium version. The free version, kind of like Nancy was saying with Yoast, the free version of WordFence will get you, let's say, 75% there. Uh, For most websites, it's fine. If you are a very large organization or if you have secure client data, you'll probably want the premium version. But for most users, the free version is probably okay. Yeah, Andrew, I, I totally agree with that. And and so the, the gist that, that I would take from that is that WordFence is like an all-in-one security solution, very much like our next plugin we're going to talk about, which is a performance-oriented uh, solution. So WP Rocket is our go-to when it comes to site performance. This is a plugin that basically is advertised as you install it and it boosts your page speed score. So what does that mean? Well, On a subjective level, when you load your website, you might notice right off the bat after installing the plugin that it does load faster. This is super crucial for the user experience. It's very critical for marketing efforts and to make Google happy. And then if you were to put your your website into a page speed score or actually running a test on it, you would find that after installing WP Rocket, you will have better site speed scores and perhaps dramatically better site speed scores. Now, I'm not going to talk about all the technical details of what it does, but at a high level, it is a it is a caching plugin that makes the website deliver pages faster. It optimizes how your JavaScript and style sheets are sent to the, the client and basically makes the site as a result uh, run faster. It has a lot of different settings in the back end that you can tweak and play with, try to further optimize for yourself. But a lot like WordFence, this is a sort of plugin you sort you can install and feel very confident that you are improving your site speed or some aspect of your website with pretty minimal effort required. So, I, I mean, they're almost too powerful. And, and frankly, a lot of what they accomplish can be done with quality development. But these plugins are so powerful in terms of a cost to benefit that I don't really think you can get away from them. So the difference with WP Rocket compared to most others we've talked about here is that it is a paid a premium plugin. You actually do have to purchase it and, and have a license to activate. Um, but for the category of site performance, it is our, our selection. All right. For our number five plugin, we are going to talk about contact or the ability for clients to contact you. Uh, Gravity Forms is our choice in this category. And it, like WP Rocket, is a paid uh, plugin. So you actually have to purchase it. But this is one that we can wholeheartedly recommend. Um, when it comes to the ability to add contact forms to your website, which is a very common use case for a website. Um, Gravity Forms is very tough to beat. The plugins you can generate with Gravity Forms can be full-featured, very deep in functionality if you want them to be, but they're also created with a drag-and-drop system that someone, even with very minimal technical confidence, can can just drag-and-drop, create a form, and add it to the middle of of any page on your website. So it's it's very powerful. It's extensible. It has like its own uh, extensions and plugins library on top of Gravity Forms. If you needed special cases like payments or signups, it's just very full featured, very rich, 
and again, one that we can really easily recommend. Yeah, I'd say it, it basically, it, it makes it so it's very easy, especially as a developer, to create a more complex form. So instead of just a contact form where you fill out your name, email address, and phone number, you could create a multi-step form where I'm sure you've been filling them out yourself as consumers, where you fill out certain information, you hit next, it gives you a progress bar, takes you through that. You can uh, create quizzes on there. You can set up, uh, as Mike recently did with Gravity Forms as an add-on, you could set up a calendaring system where you can schedule appointments directly with an attorney. You can take payments, as Mike said, as well. So you could set up a payment form. Let's say you were hosting an event. A lot of our clients like to do that where they'll have paid events or seminars, and you can set up a quick contact form, integrate it all with your payment system. It's really by far the best contact form system for WordPress at this point. Yeah, and just to chime in with a little bit of marketing advice, you know, a lot of the websites that we see that they come to us, you know, a lot of times law firms in particular will not include a contact form on their website. And from a marketing standpoint, it makes a huge difference in how often people will contact you because sometimes attorneys will just have this option where, oh, you can click on a link and it emails an attorney. Now people don't feel comfortable doing that. So the ability to have a contact form and you can have it as detailed as Andrew was saying or not, but having that contact form is something to really, really strongly consider to place that just availability and that feel for people, especially if it's something that's, you know, they might be hesitant about, you know, maybe not everybody is proud to contact a criminal defense lawyer or a family lawyer. Maybe they like to just be able to reach out with a form and then when they're braver can contribute in person. So like I said, you know, you should have a contact form on your site, especially if you're in a professional service. And then if you are going to do that, then you should use Gravity Forms, as Andrew has said. All right, Andrew and Mike, well, thank you for helping us today. I know I've learned a lot about plugins, and hopefully our listeners feel like they have better grounds to pick one and know what to do if they have a bad one. So I think, like I said, we now know a lot more about plugins than we did prior to the show. So thank you so much for your insight. And to our listeners, join us next time for Lexclusive, the podcast by Paper Street Design and Marketing. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye.